Welcome to the Value Driven Brand Podcast, where you'll learn insights on how to communicate with authenticity, deliver genuine value, and create a memorable experience across your entire customer journey, helping your business become the sought-after leader in your industry. I'm your host, Aileen Day. Now, on to the show. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of the Value Driven Brand Podcast. I am your host Aileen Day and today I am absolutely privileged and honoured to be joined by the beautiful partners in business and absolute entrepreneur extraordinaires Jenna and Jules from Talk HQ Pathology, Speech Pathology and now they are branching out to become Mum on the Run HQ. Welcome, Jenna and Jules. Thank you so much for joining us today. How's everything going? Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Oh, I love it. You guys are Honor so awesome. Honour to be on this podcast. Thank you. Oh, my absolute honour. Uh, now, talk to me, girls, ladies, not girls, ladies, ladies, you have been okay. doing some amazing things for parents and children in your business, Talk HQ, Speech Pathology. Tell me all about what is Talk HQ? Yeah, so Talk HQ is a private speech pathology company. And so we um, have seven clinics up in North Queensland and we've got an online service as well. And basically we, we work with children to help them succeed. I love that. And I think for us, and we graduated with speech pathologists, and what we found was that when we came together that we had a lot of um, shared values and also shared practice in the way that we deliver our therapy. And so um, fate brought us together and then we've been able to create a team that then also, um, you know, shares our values, shares our mission, and just we, we want to... Um, do speech pathology differently. And so we, we have brought a lot of our own personalities into our brand um, and being able to use that to help um, help children succeed in whatever success means for that child and for that family. I absolutely love that. So from a Talk HQ speech pathology point of view, you guys are based up in northern Queensland. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, now spotted all over the place in northern Queensland, which is absolutely amazing for children all over that area. But you have now branched out into something a little bit bigger. Talk to me about yeah, we have. your latest adventure. Yeah. So this is actually really interesting because it has been something that we've been talking about for such a long time, but we just hadn't had the time to prioritise it. Uh, we were so busy growing and, and building Talk HQ that we hadn't had the time. But basically, we've got Mum on the Run HQ, which is an online platform for busy mums and for mums. Um, it's a Facebook group as well, which is connecting mums together to really get them to be their true, authentic selves. Um, and then on the online space, it's about bringing lots of different educational experiences into the home. So I think love when we've had our conversations with our clients and the mothers, like we would spend a lot of time even just talking to the mums and, you know, we would get things like, oh, you know, I know I need to do this and do that and there's shame like wrapped up 
in in how they were um, turning up as mums and then feeling like they were so busy. So we were doing it from a speech pathology perspective and then we said, no, let's make it that actually create a space where mums can help um, support their own development as mums um, but also their own identity as women as well first um, and then also we work really hard and try to really problem solve on how we can remove friction to make it easier so whether it's um, easier in terms of providing um, developmental support for the child and that's really where that um, mum of the runs you know further came from was about if we could make it that families didn't have to rush around and bring their child here and there um, to help provide educational experiences um, for their children but we can package it together and deliver it into the home it's just it, a, a no-brainer because the common thing when it comes to mums is often we are all too busy and mm. so why don't we make it that mum you sit down and have a cup of coffee and Auntie Jen here is going to read a book to your child, but not just read a book. We're also going to bring what we know about child development and use this um, book reading experience to ensure that we are creating the, the right environment for your child to flourish, which we know because of our background, but a lot of parents don't know that stuff. And instead of stressing yourself out going, oh, I'm not doing this right and I should be doing this and I should be doing that, just say, do you know what, have a cuppa. Arnie Jen's got this fun, so she's going to do this. And so that's where we really come from. And we feel that that's how we're adding more value to our clients. And we wanted to make it that we didn't need to just be providing a service or help to children specifically with special needs, that we get asked questions all the time. Like you say that, hey. Yeah, all the time. We yeah. just get asked from just the, yeah, the general population or just people who have typically developing kids. But like, I just want to know how we can book read to our children better or how we can talk to our kids better or um, and things like that. But also as well, it doesn't, like it's, it's not, it's actually not anything to do with speech pathology. Um, mm. Mum on the Run HQ, it's, comp it's completely different. We, we obviously have speech pathology hats on it sometimes in it. But other than that, it, it is truly about the whole child and the whole learning of a child and what goes into developing a little being um, and giving them experiences. And that really resonates with me and Jules that we're both from a small country town um, in North Queensland. And I remember that thinking um, that you sometimes don't, you get different experiences, but you miss out on some experiences that city kids get. And so that was what drove us as well, which drove our other company, Talk HQ Speech Pathology, but also drove Mum on the Run HQ, which was breaking those barriers and bringing, um, yeah, these educational experiences from all different areas and all from people with all different walks of life and bringing them into that family home to support that child and that family as a whole. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it's so interesting that, uh, you know, I absolutely agree with the onslaught of uh, remote learning that has had to happen in recent times around the country and uh, watching parents absolutely fret and be embarrassed and feel shamed for the fact that they don't feel competent enough to uh, educate their children in, in matters of literacy or, or even, you know, reading and writing and, and whatnot. And I think the service that 
mum or the run HQ delivers is, no, it's all right. Just take a breath, have that cup of coffee and, you know, Auntie Jules and Auntie Jenna, we got you. Because it's not just, you know, it might be uh, reading a book today, but you also go out of your way to partner up with other amazing people to help you on this project, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the big thing, yeah, in that as well is um, partnering up with people who are specialists or experts in their field, but also just people and with, like I said before, with different walks of life and different information to share that is often um, not taught or shared at the kid level, but often at an adult level and how we can flesh that out to bring it into the kids, into the home and for kids to help and understand and um, immerse themselves in it as children as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I think I've even, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, so you, you do like cooking and yep. um, what other cooking activities and- do you get them involved in? I think the thing I remember, like a big thing, I was so excited when you were when you were selling it to me, Jen. <laughs> we're saying about even um, lit- like financial literacy, and mm. we see stuff on Facebook about that. But I know for my son, he's got these um, showing signs of this natural um, lean towards business. So you know, I, I love the idea that we're going to get a financial advisor to come and talk to us about just simple things to help young children understand money better um, so that they are growing up with with those skills that they don't teach at school. So um, that was something that really jumped out for me. That stuff, the other thing like um, having, like growing your own garden at home and getting like some cattle families and people out in the bush to talk about looking after animals and, um, yeah, growing, growing some gardens at home and how you can do that anywhere. Uh, things like that, just different different concepts but brought into anyone's home, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Sally as well, talking about painting, um, that was amazing. And then Amaya, and she's talking about speech and drama. Um, so, yeah, there's heaps, there's heaps and heaps of stuff that's being developed, which is really, really exciting because what suits one person, like I know for my son, he's really excited around the money side of it. Um, whereas then I've got another son that would be much more interested in the painting side of it. So mm. it's just to, to give every child that opportunity to explore what excites them. Oh, I love that because, you know, like even where we're a similar age and that was most certainly not anything that was, um, you know, encouraged a lot when we were children. So to give our children that opportunity to open up their eyes to different experiences and different ways that people live, you know, so teaching the city kids how country kids live and teaching the country kids, you know, things that happen in the city and, and you know, opening their eyes to potentially a love of cooking or art or drama and money. My gosh, I wish every child was given that financial literacy as a as a staple, you know, learning piece of it. I wish you know. I had it. Oh, yeah. amazing! Jen and I were joking the other day. Well, kind of seriously. Joking, <laughs> <laughs> saying, seriously but joking, but seriously. Like asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah, when we first um when we first got into business six years ago, and this was for our speech pathology practices, and 
we actually thought that P&L were just letters of the alphabet. <laughs> we uh, actually didn't really know much about it. We had to Google revenue. Yeah. Um, so we've come a long way. Yeah. Like how does revenue fit in with turnover, fit in with profit? Like we, we knew how to do words, but we didn't and know how to do numbers. And it's still something that takes us that little bit longer, you know? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. So I, I mean, then if you could provide that in drip feed and make it so um, bite-sizable that children can consume it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I know that definitely when we are interviewing different guests and putting those units of learning together that we were like, that's really important for kids. Jen, write that part down. Yeah, <laughs> right. Let's make sure we've got that too. <laughs> it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Great I was very fun. lucky in the sense of when I first started in leadership, I had a um, one of my leaders every Thursday would sit the uh, leadership team down and he would do a, a training session on finances because one thing that he learned very quickly was that the managers that he was in charge of were terrible when it came to money and budgeting and forecasting. So, you know, I, I must say that I was lucky in that sense, but had I not been in that role at that time with that leader, I would have been exactly the same. I, you know, and it just devastates me. And it's one thing that, you know, I have a, a nearly 10-year-old son as well, and I'm adamant to make sure that he has some of those core competencies that most children just don't still don't have. So I love that you have, you know, created value for not just the parents and not just for the children, but for the parents as well, because they get the opportunity to learn together, which I love. You know, yes, mum can go sit down and have a coffee or mum could actually, you know, get involved and go, hey, this is this is some cool stuff and learn something, you might learn something ourselves. You guys hit some pretty serious milestones real quick when you created Mum on the Run. What what did they look like? We, so it's, yeah, it's definitely still a building community, but we did get um, people on board quite quickly and it, it got lots of traction happening very quickly when we, um, yeah, put the idea out there and, and started building the brand. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is just, or the biggest, I guess, advice would be just to remove the fear and, and put yourself out there and get, give it a shot. Like, and again, for us, we're still creating it. We're still figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And it, it is a testament measure and it's going, what if, what's the information that is resonating with people? What's the information that isn't, isn't gaining much traction and where can we move it and pivot it based on giving the best possible service and really listening to our, to our families and listening to what they want more of, what they want less of, um, yeah, and, go, and rolling with it. I, I think love that's that a big I don't think that you've got all the answers right away. And I know that the look of it has emerged. Um, and, and realistically, what is it, 10 weeks old or something? Mm. Um, so it's still so much in its infancy. Um, but, yeah, our, it's driven by our want to remove friction as much as we can and yet still help as many people as we can. So we're only going to know if we're helping if we keep um, yeah, testing and checking in and, having conversations and we get stopped in the street and, and it's amazing. Like we definitely, I feel like I get more feedback about what we're doing on Mum on the Run than what I do in my 
practice. Um, I love that. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's amazing. But I think because it's not pigeonholing mm. um, a, a, a group in the population, that it is open for all to consume, which is really cool. That is so amazing. And it um, brings me back to a conversation I just had with a gentleman called David Allison, who uh, we just did a podcast with. And he uh, talks about value graphics. And what that tells me, what you've just said, is that, you know, when we pigeonhole people based on, uh, you know, a, a condition or an age group or a gender, it doesn't get us anywhere. But what that means to me, if people are resonating with mum on the run HQ is that what's resonating with them is that they all have a common value. They might all be different ages. They might all be different, you know, socioeconomic statuses. Those demographics really don't mean shit, right? But Mm. ultimately they all value the same thing. They value their time. They value caring and growing and developing their children they, you know, they value education and they value the people that help them reduce that friction, as you said. So I absolutely love hearing that. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, being that this is the Value Driven Brand podcast, I, you know, ask you ladies, what is it that you would tactically suggest to businesses and leaders uh, listening in as to what they could do in their own business to become their own value-driven brand. And you've given me a few suggestions, so I'm going to talk you through them. I'm going to prompt you, but I want you to talk to me about what does that feel like, what does that look like in real life, in business. So the first one you told me was to be service-driven, which, oh, I love. Talk to (laughs) me. What does that mean, to be service-driven? Yeah, I think the big thing for us is to be listening and having those really raw and authentic conversations and listening to what what people need, what the parents need, where 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 do they need the support right now or what um, areas of their child's development or how they want to educate their children are they missing and that they need more information on and, and following that and following their lead in that space. 100%. I think because primarily we are trained as speech pathologists, and you don't get into speech pathology to make money. You know, you, it, it's a profession of service. It's part of the health service. So I, I think that that's something that comes naturally to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also um, that it's what you read in a book is necessarily what's impacting that child. Like th- that it might be um, that we see that they have trouble with literacy, you know, reading and spelling. But that's not what the biggest issue is. The biggest issue is that they feel like an idiot or like they're stupid. Sorry, there's a little midgy. Um, like they're stupid if they have to get up and read in front of the class. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not just treating like the reading and the spelling. It's also treating that mindset and that um, story that that child has started to tell themselves because that even as they're reading improves, if they, that mindset doesn't, change it will show up in other ways where they are holding themselves back um so for us and to be service driven we've changed the way that we even um, start those conversations with parents and we've changed our whole assessment process to ensure that um, we're not just doing um 
activities that are going to fix the, you know, learning difficulty. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really going in and having a look at how does this impact that child on a day-to-day -day basis, no matter how mild um, that difficulty might originally appear, mm -hmm. we don't really know what's occurring um, deeper than that unless we have that conversation with parents and, and learning to ask questions, not coming in as being, oh, we're the experts and this is how you do it, um, which isn't our style at all. You know, mm -hmm. we're not the experts in your child. You are. So tell us and help us understand what life is like. And I think that that's been um, really prominent in our speech pathology practice yes. and then that's flowed over and that's where mum on the run has has come from it was because we saw that the mums needed something as well yeah absolutely i love yeah. that the second thing that you uh spoke about was be ethical now oof, you wouldn't think ethics was all that subjective but depending on who you speak to, it can be. So what does be ethical to, what does be ethical mean to, to Mum on the Run HQ and to, to Jules and Jenna? So I think it's about um, being lifelong learners. That's the start of it. Is, um, so I know, and, and it's kind of, we're kind of talking in two different hats here. So we've got the, the Talk HQ hat, the speech pathology hat, and obviously in that space we we do things that is evidence-based practice. So we are constantly learning, constantly looking at the research and what's the research telling us and how does that apply into our practice? And that's part of being a speech pathologist and a health professional for that mm. matter. Um, and so that that ethics obviously comes into that. Um, but also, yeah, that in the mum on the run space or and in the other space as well, but knowing when to refer on who's the best suited in that space to deal with the mindset stuff and knowing where to, to feed those families and give give them the best support that they can um, mm. and that they need. And that we're only going to be able to um, talk about and and um, interact with people um, that that ethically sits with us. Like it's never about, you know, making the quick buck. It's always about, um, yeah, delivering true value and if it doesn't sit well with us then we can't put that um in our brand at all at the end of the day you know we want to be able to sleep at night so we just always go on if it's something that we believe in and that the the learning behind supports that then mm. that's our decision if we go ahead or not well considering you're on this podcast i appreciate it <laughs> you made the cut i'm in i'm on the list the other thing that you um, mentioned around delivering a value-driven brand was to be curious. Now, I love this because, you know, I, even on my LinkedIn profile, I have, you know, my, my name, Aileen Day, and my business and whatnot, and then I say, I'm an asker of questions. And one thing that I was told uh, some years ago in, in one part of my career was that I ask too many questions and that I should stop. And I walked away and I considered that and I thought, you know what, I'm not. Because I think that is how you learn is to ask questions. One of the things I've probably have adopted over the years is to ask better questions so that they're more meaningful. But ultimately it comes down to this innate curiosity. And I love that you see that as a way to 
deliver value in your business. So talk to me about what does be curious mean in your business? I think for me, it's around really, yeah, getting to know the people that you're working with. And that's not just the clients or the families um, in either of the businesses, but in also the team, being curious to know, getting curious to know um, where they are in, in their learning and where they're at in their development and their personal growth. And that's something that we are really big on um, is attracting the talent members and the team members as well that are driven by the same values that we are driven by. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that curiosity, even then when we look at Mum on the Run, um, we don't have the answers um, and we will only continue to live out the, the purpose um, by being curious and asking and exploring and then doing things differently, which is something that excites us both. Um, yeah, so it's same. in providing each other, but also like, yeah, researching more and learning more to know that we are um, always yeah, learning in that space. Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, if more of us were curious and not just so eager to accept, you know, the one thing that we were told and to go and research and, and look for more answers and dig a little bit deeper, this would be an extra phenomenally insane creative world it would be wonderful and you know i i always said to my son if someone tells you something don't accept it as gospel until you have gone and found you know five other pieces of information that confirm it confirm what you've been told so i love curiosity i think it gets you everywhere <laughs> sometimes an annoying way but you know you get there eventually the other thing that uh you know really resonates with me is um you have said to be authentically you and how does that show up for you ladies for me I am an idiot and I'm not afraid to like just put it out there and I'm I think that I've never I've never really um fitted in and I've never really cared to fit in so um I think that for um different periods of my life I was I was apologetic for that where I was like, I didn't know how to fit in, but I still um, thought that I had to, yeah, be quieter and, um, and try to, but I just, I just always failed at it. And I think that I'm at an age now where I'm able to accept it and just go, yeah, it is what it is to the disgust of my children. Um, like I love being an idiot on TikTok and <laughs> they are, have very forcibly told me I'm not allowed to do any more TikTok. And I was like, well, now that you've said it, I really want to. So watch me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But for me, it's just say it as it is. And I think that's what's been um, the feedback that we've gotten from Mum on the Run is knowing that it's not everything's perfect because it's not. And I think that was something that really resonated with both of us that in the social media world, you can have up all these picture perfect families and it, it's not true. What's mm. true is there is sleepless nights and there are times where you go, why did I do this? You know, and just if we don't talk about it, that's how shame builds. And so mm. we want to keep talking about those struggles and going, you're not alone. And as soon as you hear that, it's just so much more welcoming. And I know that happened on one of our podcasts. Mm. Hey, I was a mess for about an hour after 
um, because one of the guests was talking about her experience of, you know, she didn't know that that was normal. And then when she, and I was, I was just like, oh my gosh, that was right. I just felt so much shame because I didn't know that, um, yeah, it, it was normal. So I thought that I was doing everything wrong. So that's what we want to be ourselves and show the good, the bad and the ugly um, because, yes, there's a lot of fun thrown in, um, but there's also a lot of heartache in, in you know, break our businesses. Mm. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Packaged, <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Oh, I love that. For anyone that uh, is watching this podcast, when I ask that question, you'll also get to see how cute these two are because they look at each other. They're so beautiful. Like, you talk. No, you talk. I love how in sync, I love how in sync you both are with each other. And I think, um, you know, when I watch you do what you do, it is such a pleasure because it is. It does feel real as well. And, you know, Jenna, I had you on my um, Twitch stream a few months ago and you said to me, I'm sorry if I'm being too out there. And I said to you, oh, my God, do not apologise. Get out there and shine bright. It was an absolute joy to see you be you. And I love that. That is now what I get to see when I see you on social media and uh, speaking of children, I can hear mine in the background. <laughs> Bless. Uh, he actually loves me being on TikTok, even though I do those um, horrific over 30s mum drinking wine TikToks. <laughs> I have no idea. But he's, he's all about it. He's like, he says to his friends, my mum's on TikTok and she's a YouTuber and she has a podcast and she's a Twitch streamer. If I knew that's all it was going to take, I would have done it years ago. (laughs) But uh, I love that when I talk to you ladies, it is so real and so authentic. And, you know, it's funny that you say that, um, Jules, about, you know, trying to fit in and just always failing at it. I actually became, you know, really, really good at fitting in just through the – having to move around very constantly when my dad was in the Navy. And it's funny that the older I got, the less I wanted to fit in. I was kind of, I was like, oh, my God, this is exhausting. It is exhausting trying to be someone that I'm not. I am not quiet. I am not the person that doesn't you know, swear. I do swear. I have a terrible potty mouth. You know, I just said to someone yesterday, if you want to share this content and you need me to not swear, please tell me up front, but it's going to be the most painful 30 minutes of my life because it's not me. And, um, you know, the more, the older I get, the more I'm inclined to just not apologize anymore and just be me. And I love that I get to see other women do exactly the same thing and feel better about it, not feel that shame and that need to have to conform to what people think I should be because fuck shame. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Ladies, we are just about out of time and I am so truly grateful that we have had this opportunity to catch up and share what makes an amazing brand 
with other people in business and in life. Now, before I let you go, this is becoming a little bit of a thing now. Uh, I, before everybody comes onto the podcast, get them to fill out a uh, profile, guest profile for me. And one of the questions is, what is the song that gets you ready for anything? Now, Jules. I know exactly what she would have thought. Most people, up put, up. most people put one song. I have three. You had three. Do you wanna do you wanna take a guess, Jenna, what she put on? So I'm assuming it's a swearing podcast. It is a swearing podcast. With you. That song, it's got to be that song. It's got to be. It is. It's it got is. Us. Big Sean. Got to fuck with you. Now, the reason I ask every guest which song it is that sets them up ready for anything is because as I go along to create additional value for the listeners at home and the guests in general. I am creating my own Spotify playlist. So this playlist is going to be the bomb diggity. I tell you what, there is no one that listens to this playlist that will not be ready for anything by the time they have it. I I can't wait to release it. So the more guests I have, the bigger this playlist gets and the more ready for anything anybody listening to it is going to be and they're going to create more than just value in their brand. Ladies, it is an absolute pleasure and honour. I am so grateful to have the conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time in joining me today. I hope you go and have a wonderful rest of your day and for those listening on, please stay tuned. Uh, We're going to be back with more next week. Until then, if you want to catch up with more of Jenna and Jules from Mum on the Run HQ, you can go to thevaluedrivenbrand.com. Sorry, that's not The Value Driven Brand. It's valuedrivenbrand.com where all of this information will be available. I cannot wait to have this be shared and listened to and learnt from Ladies, thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Brand Podcast with your host, Aileen Day. Is your business struggling to become known as the sought-after leader in your industry? Access our Value Driven Brand Quiz and special three-part podcast series to identify the gaps and what you need to focus on first go to www.valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. That's valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. Tune in next time where we discuss more ideas on how you can deliver your own value-driven brand.